Hello and welcome to Reorg Europe's bi-weekly podcast. My name is Luca Rossi and I'm the co-deputy editor in our London office. With me today are two of our financial analysts, Rob Sommers and Cedric Hassan, and our legal analyst, Sean Kureshi. Today we will be talking about the UK restaurant chain Pizza Express and the Spanish paper producer Lecta. So Rob, Pizza Express is a household name across the UK. What issues is the group facing? Uh, can you give us the background here? Sure, Luca. Pizza Express is an interesting situation because it faces the challenge of pulling it off an operational turnaround before bond maturities in 2021 and 2022. This is all the while the group's core UK operations remain sluggish and its Chinese growth bed appears to falter. As three quarters of the group's 626 locations are in the UK and Ireland, Pizza Express is highly exposed to British consumer uncertainty, a volatile pound, price inflation and rising labour costs. Internationally, the group has about 146 restaurants, including roughly 15 mainland China. On its most recent earnings call, management declined to say if the group is making money in China, but with last 12-month international EBITDA coming in at less than a million pounds, it's likely that negative performance in China is offsetting positive results from other countries. Now, overall, the group's EBITDA has been consistently falling, dropping from 104 million pounds in 2016 to only 80 million in 2018. Okay, interesting. But what does the group's capital structure look like? So Pizza Express has two notes outstanding, 465 million pounds of senior secured notes due in 2021 and 200 million pounds of senior notes due in 2022. As well as the notes, the group also has a 445 million pound shareholder loan and an undrawn 20 million pound RCF. The senior secured notes are currently trading about 86, while the subs are trading at about 45. Now, Pizza Express's high cash interest costs of about £48 million annually. What's interesting here is that management has said that this expense is its only major cash constraint and that it is in discussions with majority owner Honey Capital to explore quote-unquote a range of options with respect to the group's capital structure. However, nothing further has come from these remarks. So why do we think that there is a possible restructuring ahead of the group? Uh, are there any immediate triggers? There aren't any at the moment. First, the only maintenance covenant in the group's debt is a net leverage covenant in its RCF that is only tested if the facility is at least a quarter drawn, and the facility is usually undrawn at quarter end, and a covenant breach only acts as a draw stop to new drawings and therefore doesn't trigger a default. Second, the company has no imminent maturities, with its senior secured notes, as mentioned, maturing in two years in 2021, in particular in August. Third, it has no immediate liquidity issues. The business is cash generative and has always met its coupon payments. But cash from operations has declined materially in recent years, and any further declines could lead to the company burning cash on a levered basis. The principal issue is that with net external debt of eight times and already high cash interest cost, as mentioned, the company will need to dramatically increase EBITDA to successfully refinance. Now, based on 665 million pounds of total debt and, say, a five times total external leverage multiple, Pizza Express would need to generate about 133 million pounds of EBITDA, which is much higher than the 80 million produced over the last 12 months. With the clock ticking and the group unlikely to grow back into its capital structure, it will likely need to restructure in due course. Thanks, Rob. 
Sean, as Pizza Express will have to address its balance sheet in the next 18 months, what are we likely to see? Well, one of the first things to note about the group is that the Chinese branches are held by entities within the notes restricted group. This means that management and Honey can apply funds to CapEx in China towards improving failing stores rather than remaining in the UK, where the funds can be used to service the notes interest payments. This, place no, this places note holders and Honey as the sponsor on the opposite sides of the negotiating table, resulting in a disconnect between the sponsor continuing to invest capex in the failing stores in China and note holders' desire to prevent cash leakage from the European business. Okay, how uh, can the group look to deleverage? Well, any deleveraging exercise is likely to focus on amending the group's capital structure in respect of both the senior secured notes and the senior notes. The easiest route for the group would be to kick the can down the road and look to just amend and extend the maturity date of both notes. An alternative solution could be for the group to consider an exchange of both notes for new instruments with a later maturity date, different repayment structure and different covenants. Given the group's high leverage, convincing bondholders to swap their current instruments would be difficult, particularly considering that the senior notes are yielding around 42% at current trading values. The most likely solution is partially equitizing parts of or all of the SNs and the SSNs. Noteholders could be invited to exchange all or part of their debt for equity in the group. Equitization of the senior notes would have the advantage of lowering the group's leverage and reducing both its interest and capital payment obligations. Also, for investors seeking exposure to the Chinese casual dining sector, this would be an attractive prospect. Interesting. So I am clear about the the leveraging options, but how can they be implemented? Well, although both sets of notes are governed by New York law, both issuers have their comey in the UK. So that opens them up to the English restructuring tools, such as English law schemes or arrangement. And these are available to implement any change in the group's capital structure. Under the terms of the notes documentation, amendments to the money terms of both sets of notes require the consent of at least 90% of bondholders by value, respectively. And how about addressing the group's rental payments and its uh, business strategy? Well, given the high number of restaurants, rent comprises a large portion of the business's cost of sales, with last 12-month net rental expenses of around 70 million, representing 12.7% of revenue. Inevitably, certain restaurants will be performing worse than others, but the UK as a whole is performing well, and management recently told bondholders that they would not be using a CVA. Further, using a CVA at this stage would be quite an extreme step to take and would also strain relationships the group has with its landlords, and therefore it's not likely to be used in the immediate future. But failing EBITDA needs to be improved, particularly given the fate suffered by numerous Italian casual dining restaurants. In any event, Pizza Express remains a name to watch over the next 12 months. Thanks, Sean. Cedric, can you talk me through uh, Lecta? Sure. Lecta is a European paper producer. It was formed 20 years ago by CVC, the private equity, which still, own, still owns it. It is the, lar- the third largest manufacturer of coated wood-free paper in Europe with seven mills and a production capacity of 1.8 million tons of paper per year. Coated wood-free paper is used for magazines, catalogs, brochures, menus, posters, displays, direct mail, and so on. With the continued rise of digital distribution, the demand for printing and writing paper has fallen by a CAGR of 1.5 to 2% in the last 15 years. 
Lecta expects paper demand to, to fall by 5% annually in the coming years. The company's strategy has been to shut down some production line in line with the falling demand and also to convert some of its production to other types of paper, such as labels, small packaging for food and beverage. One of the key operational issues of the group is, is its lack of vertical integration. One of the two key inputs in paper production is pulp. Most paper producers have their own pulp production facilities, so they do, they do not buy market pulp. In that case, often they actually sell their excess production. Sometimes they buy a small amount. Lecta buys 65% of its pulp needs. It is thus exposed to pulp prices movements. And pulp prices have risen by 40 to 50% since 2017. The second key input is energy. Producing paper is highly energy intensive. You need electricity for the mills and lots of steam to dry the paper. Energy costs at the French plant, which is one of the group's largest, are 35% than in, higher than in the other plants. So it's a major drag on the group profitability. The cost of modernizing this plant is also really high. So I'm happy to talk about CapEx later, if you want. Yes, let's talk about CapEx later. Can you now uh, walk me through the company's uh, capital structure? The capital structure is about 680 million euros of debt. 95% of it is secured. It is dominated by two bonds, 600 million euros of senior secured bonds and 35 million euros of super senior secured debt, which is the, re the, the revolver, which is partly drawn at this point. Net debt to EBITDA at the end of March stands at 5.4 times. There are no maintenance covenants on the bonds or the RCF. The RCF and one of the bonds mature in 2022. The, the other bond will mature in 2023. Interesting. And how does the company's liquidity look like? Well, it's an issue. The liquidity has deteriorated lately. The company has burned 45 million euros of free cash flows in 2018 and as much as 72 million euros in the Q1 only. Cash and undrawn credit lines is 93 million euros. It was 200 million euros less than two years ago. In a nutshell, the free cash burn is due to double-digit drop in volumes, poor profitability, uh, deteriorating working capital, high capex. So when looking ahead, on the plus side, pearl prices have been trending down in 2019. And most suppliers have been disciplined enough, most paper suppliers, I'd say, have been disciplined enough to pass on cost increases to customers. So this could help Lecta's margins. The question is for how long? Coated wood-free paper is very much a commodity market driven by supply and demand. There are also question marks about the working capital releases expected by the company, while cap high capex is set to be high for the next couple of years. Okay, interesting. Can uh, the company actually raise debt at the moment? Well, the revolver could be upsized to 80 million euros. So that's an extra 15 million euros. The issue is that the option to do so is uncommitted. 
Also, outside of that, the current leverage and interest coverage ratios make it difficult for the company to raise more debt under the ratio debt basket. The company could use, however, other permitted debt baskets, assuming those have not been fully utili utilized yet. Uh, we are currently working on, a, on, a, on an analysis piece here at Reorg on that specific topic, and uh, it should be out in the next couple of days. Thanks, Cedric. We're looking forward to reading your analysis, and thanks everyone for listening to our podcast. We will uh, be back in two weeks' time. Ciao.